The Gemara and Kufnun Dalar Amudbet was discussing a machloke between Rava and Abaye. Um, the, we had a Braita, the Braita said um, a machloke between the Tanakama and Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar in the name of Rabbi Meir. The Tanakama said that um, you can't go into the sukkah that's, well, that's uh, leaning on the tree on Yom Tov. And Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon ben Lazar Shem said you could. Abaye said that the machloket is tzidet tzidadim. Are you allowed to use so, so the Gemara says are they arguing if you're allowed to use tzidadim? Lechavarav, they're arguing if you're allowed to use tzidadim meaning that the skach is leaning off the tree. Putting something on the skach is tzidadim. The Tanakama holds tzidadim is asur. And Rabbi Shimon ben Lazar because in the name of Rabbi Mihol it's mutar. And Rabbah will say, I hold like Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar in the name of Rabbi Meir. And that's why I was rubbing my kid on the side of the, on the side of the Hamor. Comes along, comes along Rabbi Abaye. He says, no, I think everybody holds it the Asur. And why was he rubbing his kid? And why was, why you allowed to go into the, into the Sukkah? You're allowed to go into the Sukkah because it's Sideh Tzedadim. This, the, the, the schach is not directly on the tree. The schach is on the wall, and the wall is put into the tree, and that's why it's mutar. Because the wall is in the tree, it's a tzidet tzidadim. Rabbi says, no. The one that's matir tzidadim is matir tzidet tzidadim. The one that's, that's oser tzidadim is oser tzidet tzidadim. There's no difference one or two. Says the Gemara, eti rav meshashi es rava. Naat yated be'ilan. If somebody stuck a peg in the tree, ve'talaba kalkala, and then he hung a basket on the peg, lemala me'asarat vachim. If it's above ten tefachim in the rishut rabim, en eruvo eruv. It's not an eruv. Why? Because Rashi says the eruv because the kalkala is four tefachim wide, and it's above ten tefachim, it became a rishut yachid. It's going like Rabbi Yosib Rabbi Uda that says that if you put the traskal on the pole, it becomes a it becomes a rishut rabim. And now you had in mind to be shovet underneath on the floor. The floor is a rishut rabim, so you're not able to access. You're not able to access the eruv. The eruv is in rishut rayachid, and because it's above ten tefachim, you're in rishut rabim, so it's not an eruv. But if the basket is hanging below ten tefachim, so it doesn't become a reshut yachid. Eruv eruv, the eruv is an eruv. Why? How are you going to get it? Right? No, sorry. So now, why does it say that he put a peg in the tree and he hung the basket on the tree? Why doesn't it say that he hung the basket on the tree? Must be. That if he hung a peg on the tree, then he hung the basket on the peg. Let's count. The peg is tzedadim. It's attached to the side of the tree. The basket is hanging on the peg. So that's sidet tzedadim. So when I take something out of the basket, I'm using sidet tzedadim. But if I put the basket directly on the tree, I wouldn't be able to take, I wouldn't be able to take from the basket, because the basket is tzedadim. So here you have a Tanah that makes a difference between Tzideh Tzedadim, the side of the side, 
and the side. It's a question on Rava. Because Rava said, either the side is mutar, or the side is asur. But one side, two sides, doesn't make a difference. Over here, this Tana makes a difference between one side and two sides. If you didn't put a peg, it's asur. If you put a peg, it's mutar. The third line from the top. Ta'ama, the reason why it's mutar, dina'at yated bi'ilan. That he stuck the peg into the tree and then he put the basket on the peg. Halona'at, but if he didn't stick the peg in the tree, afilu lemata me'asarat tefachim. Even if it's below ten tefachim and it's not a reshut ayachid, and iruvo iruv, it wouldn't be an iruv. Fehai hai tana. So this is the tana, the akasar betzedadim. He says, you're not allowed to use the direct side of the tree. The kashari betzedadim. And he's allowing it if it's one removed. Because I put a peg in the side of the tree. And then I hug the basket on the peg. It becomes sidet sedadim and it's mutar. Rashi. Ta'ama na'at yated. When he takes the eruv. Mishtamesh betzidet sedadim. He's using the side of the side. The peg in the tree is the side. The basket on the peg is the side of the side. If he didn't stick a peg in the tree, he tied the basket to the side of the tree directly. Lo, it would be asur. Says the Gemara, Amar Papa, Papa says, I'm going to answer for Rava. The basket is very narrow. By taking the eruv out of the basket, Kamanid le ilan. He's going to move the tree itself. He's going to be using the tree. So therefore, if I tie the basket directly to the tree, that would be considered using the tree. But like this, that he tied the basket only onto the peg. So when he moves the basket, only the peg is going to move. So he's using sedadim. This Tana holds sedadim is mutar. So don't understand the peg as making it tzideh sedadim. The peg is sedadim because the basket is so narrow that by moving the basket, you're moving the tree or you're moving the tzedadim. It's a dohak of an answer. It doesn't say anything in the Braita that it's a, a, a kalkala dehuka. Therefore, the Gemara comes to the conclusion vehilcheta, the halacha is tzedadim asurim. The side of the tree is asur. Tzideh tzedadim mutarim. The side of the side is mutar. Amar of Ashi, hashta de Amar, now that you said, Sidadim asurim, that the side of the tree is asur. Hai darga de midla lo linche inish adikla. So a midla is like a, uh, is like a tree house. They would make a tree house for people, for the watchman to watch the field so he could look from above. So he has this darga, the, the ladder that you use to climb in the tree house. A lot of times they would lean the ladder on a tree to climb up to the tree, to this, uh, to this watching thing. So the watching station is built independently, not on the tree. So you let it climb there. But they would lean the ladder on the tree. Right? So how should you put it? Lo linche inishadikla. Don't lean the ladder on the tree, because the ladder is now tzedadim. It's leaning on the side. By climbing the ladder, you're using the side of the tree. Ta'avu l'hu tzedadim. 
Ela linchei agavzai lebar midikla. Put a peg into the side of the tree. Lean the ladder on the peg. Now the ladder, the, the peg is tzedadin. The ladder is tzide tzedadin. Right? And you're okay. V'chisalik lolei nechkare agavzai. When you're climbing up, make sure you don't put your foot on the peg. Make sure you put it on the beam that's connected to the peg. Or that's connected to the ladder. The same thing would be if you're hanging a hammock between two trees, right? And you tie the hammock to the tree, the hammock becomes tzedadim. You have to put a nail in the tree. The nail is tzedadim. Then you tie the hammock to the nail... And it's Tzideh Tzedadim. That would be Mutar. The same thing if you have a tire swing. Tire swing could be worse because when you get on the tire swing you're going to move the branch. But theoretically if it's a strong branch and it's tied onto a... It could be the tire swing is Tzideh Tzedadim anyway. What? If if it's Tzideh Tzedadim then it would be Mutar to sit on it? Yes. Only, right? Only if it's Tzideh Tzedadim. Okay, Matirim Pakie Amir. Now we move into the wide world of animals. Matirim Pakie Amir. Amir is the straw that you cut together with the with the wheat when you cut it. After you take off the wheat kernels, you're left with the straw. Matirim Pakie Amir So you have bundles of straw. You're allowed to untie them in front of the animal. Umefasvesin etakifim. Kifim we're going to define soon. Maybe it's bundles of straw. Maybe it's something else. You're allowed to rub it together, break it up. Right when it's tied together, it doesn't. The aroma, the delicious aroma, doesn't come to the animals. So you you rough it up, and then the animal smells the delicious smell of grass, and he comes to eat it. Fantastic. You're allowed to shake it up, take out the aroma. But you can't do something to zirim. And the Gemara is going to define what's kifim and what's zirim. Right now Rashi says that zirim zirim the Gemara is going to explain. Fine. En merasikim lo et ha-shahat ve lo et ha-harubim. You're not allowed to cut up shahat. Shahat is when they when they pre-cut the wheat, as it's growing, they could cut the wheat grass and feed it to the animal. haruvin, and haruvin is is carob, the boxer that we have on Tisha uh, B'Av from the famous Tisha, not Tisha B'Av, sorry, Tuvishvat, wrong holiday. On Tuvishvat, right? You have the boxer on Tuvishvat, right? So you're not allowed to chop it up in front of the animal. Ben Daka, whether it's a Small animal like a sheep or a goat. Then gasa or a big animal like a horse or a cow. Rabbi Yudah matir b'haruvim ledaka. He says you let it chop up the boxer and give it to a sheep or, or a goat. Amar Ravuna, Ravuna says. Hen hen pakiim, hen hen kifim. Ravuna says pakiim and kifim is the same thing. It's all straw. But the difference is pakiim tre, kifim tlata. The pakiim they tie two times, and the kifim they tie three times. It's really the same thing. Zirin darze. Zirin 
is the branches of a cedar tree that they cut off when they're still small and they're soft and you could feed it to the animal but most people leave it for firewood and he says like this so the Mishnah reads as follows you're allowed to untie the bundles of straw in front of the animal and you're allowed to shake it up to bring out the smell bring out the flavor and you can do the same thing for the kifin even though they're tied three times you could both untie them and you could shake it up but the zirim which is soft wood you can't untie it and you can't shake it what's the difference if the animal will eat it let me uh, deal with it what's Rav Huna's position Kasavar he holds if you have animal food that's already edible Tarchinan right you're allowed to uh, you're allowed to accessorize the animal food. You're allowed to improve the animal food. So the kefin is edible the way it is. Straw, they like it. By by shaking it up, by rubbing it together, by opening it up, I'm making it more appetizing. That's okay. You're allowed to make the animal food more appetizing. Shivuya uchla lo But to take something, the zirim, which is like a woody product, right, and to to open it up and so on, to make it edible for the animal, you're not allowed. To change it from non-food to food is like a tikkun, we don't let you do it. So therefore he doesn't let you uh, play around with the ziti. That's what Rav Huna says. Rabbi Yudah says, no. Hen hen paki'in, hen hen zirim. Paki'in and zirim, Ashtro. But, like we said, Paki'in is tied two times today. Zirim Plata, the Zirim is tied three times. And Kifin is the Arze. Kifin is the wood, is the, is the young cedar branches. The Hachi Ka'amar. Matirim Paki'e Amir Lefne Behema. You're allowed to untie the, the, uh, the straw in front of the animal. Because they can't eat it when it's tied up. Aval Pispuselo. But you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to. What's it You're not allowed to. Uh, you're not allowed to, um, to, to to loosen it up to bring out the aroma. The kifin, kifin again is the wood. The kifin pispuse nami mefasvesin. You even allowed to to loosen it up. Avaloet azirim lefasves. The zirim, which is the Bundles of straw that are tied three times, you're not allowed to be mefasves. You can't loosen it up. Ela lahatir, but you're allowed to untie it. Amarava ma'ita amad Rav Yehuda. What's Rav Yehuda's reason? Kasavar shivui ochla mashvinan. You can make it food. If it's not edible, you can make it edible. The animal won't eat it without it. Mitrach beuchla lo tarchinan. Haje after it's edible. To make it more appetizing for the goat, Adkan, go go eat your food, go sit in the bit midrash, go do something else on Shabbat. Don't spend your time making the animals' food more appetizing. 
So therefore, by the by the wood that unless you shake it up, the animal's not eating it. That's making it edible. But by straw, the animal will eat it. You want the animal to have a more oinik shabbos? No, we don't let you do that. Tanan, we learned the end of the Mishnah. You now let it chop up hay, which is wheat grass, and not haruvim, not carob. in front of the animal, whether it's a small animal or a big animal. My love, haruvin that the carob is similar to the to the wheat grass. Just like shahat, it's very soft. It's it's soft and fresh, right? Af haruvin dirchichi. So to the carob is when it's fresh. Fresh carob is very soft, not like the not like the carob that comes in the tubishva bags. That's a deadly weapon. Alma we see lotar chinam beuchla. The reason why you're not allowed to cut it up is because it's soft and edible. You want to make it better? No. This this proves of Huna that said that you're allowed to cut it up to make it more delicious. Ravuna will tell you law. The opposite. Shahat the Harubim. The Shahat, the hay, is hard like the Harubim, like the Baksha that we know and love, that's hard. Ma Harubim the Akusha. Just like the carob is hard. Af Shahat the Akusha. So too, the wheatgrass is also hard. Wheatgrass is very soft. Baby donkeys, they can't eat anything. There has to be like a puree. Even wheatgrass, you have to cut it up. So again, Rav would say, the reason why you can't cut it up is by cutting it up, you're making it into food. Tashima, I'll bring you a proof. Rabbi Yehuda matir beharuvin ledaka. Rabbi Yehuda is matir to chop up the carob for the small animals. Ledakain, he lets you chop it for small animals. Legasalo, he doesn't let you chop it for the big animals. Why not? Iamar vishlamatanakama savar mitrach beochla lo tarchinan. If you say that the tanakama holds. That you're not allowed to make it into food. Sorry, you're not allowed to work hard on... You're not allowed to improve the food. <laughs> but you're allowed to make it into food. That's what Rav Yehuda says. Right? Chopping up the carob for a small animal that's making it edible. It should be mutar. Ela... You're not allowed to make it into food. But you're allowed to work on the food. So, Rabbi Yehuda, Matir, he, he must be talking about soft carobs. If he allows you to use soft carobs for a small animal, of course the big animal could eat it. So what's he going? How could it be? Says the Gemara, you're right. Mi savrat daka, daka mamash. My daka gasa. The behemah daka that Abu is matir, he's not a cow. 
it's a, it's, a, it's not it's not a sheep. It's a cow. The amai kari ledaka. So how come they call a big animal the beimadaka? It's normally a term used for a small animal. The daika beuchla. That the cow he crushes his food. Daka is lashon to crush the animals that crush. You could chop it in front of them. Why? Because they could eat it without that. So Zimara, how could you interpret the word daka meaning a behemah that chops his food? Midakatani Reisha. From the fact that in the beginning of the Braitha you said, Ben Daka Ben Gasa, you can't chop it up not for a Daka or a Gasa. That means that Gasa is a big animal, Daka is a small animal. So when a Biudai uses the term Daka, he must be referring to small animals. And it's a proof to the Biuda and it's a disproof of Ravuna. Says the Gemara, Kasha, okay. You have a linguistic question on us. But we could, we could still say that maybe that's, that's what it means. Yes. In, com- in comparison to Gasa, it's Daka. You can't come and give me something. Daka, Gasa means big and Daka means that it crushes. It's hard to understand that. Right, it's a problem. It's Kasha. Kasha, finish. Kasha. Kasha, I'll bring you a proof. Mechatechin, the next, the two Mishnayot later. Mechatechin et adiloim lefnei abehema. You're allowed to chop pumpkins in front of an animal. Ve'eta nevela lefnei akilavim. And you're allowed to chop up a carcass in front of dogs. My love, diloim dumya de nevela. Isn't the, the pumpkin similar to the nevela? Ma nevela dirchicha, just like the nevela is soft, the animal that just died is soft. Af diluin dirchicha, so too the pumpkins are soft. What do you have to chop up the soft pumpkins? Let them eat it the way it is. Alma we see, tarchina beuchla, that even though the food is edible, I'm allowed to make it more delicious. Vetiyufta derav Yehuda. And that disproves of Yehuda that says you're not allowed to make the food more delicious. Says Gemara, Amar lechad of Yehuda lo nevela dumya de deloim. The nevela is is like the pumpkins. Ma deloim de ashune, just like the pumpkins you feed the animals are the hard ones, and you have to chop them up to make them edible. Af nevela de ashuna, so to the nevela is hard. Heichi mishkach Allah. How do you have a hard nevela? Bebasar pile. It's elephant meat. It's a dead elephant. Inami. Another answer. Beguriyata zutre. Puppies. Puppies. Their teeth are small. Even regular nevela is hard for them. Tashema. I'll bring you a proof. Tetani rabchanan minahar dea. Mefarchinan. Teven ve'aspasta u'me'arvin. If you have teven, if you have straw, and you have aspasta, you have aspasta is the is the wheat grass that they chopped. You can mix them together, right? So the animal will eat the teven because of the aspasta. Sounds like they're both edible. They're both edible. Alma tarchina be'uchla. You see that even though it's edible, you're allowed to make it even tastier. So this is Gemara. 
Tivna Teven Betivna Sarya. The Teven that you're mixing in, it had an off flavor. They weren't eating it. Haram to waste it. So you mix in the bad flavored Teven with the good one. This way they'll eat it. As pasta, why you have to mix in the as pasta? It's soft and delicious and fresh. It's talking about baby hamorim that they can't even eat. This as pasta has to be mixed in with something even softer. Mishnah. So that was animals that eat on their own. There's certain animals that they force feed in order to get more food into them. And of simetagamal. You're not allowed to force feed an animal. Force feed a gamal. Rashi says they would force... On Shabbat. Okay. During the week, what do I care what you do? And of simetagamal. You can't force feed the gamal till the point that his stomach expands and becomes like the feeding trough. Right? And of simetagamal. Velo dorsim. And you can't shove the food down its mouth. We'll see. Similar. Aval mal But you're allowed to do another force feed wet method. The end ma'amirim et agalim. Another force feed method. Aval mal But you're allowed to do this method of feeding. Umehalketim letarnegolim. Venotnim maim letarnemursan. So you could feed the chickens with this mehalketim. New point. Notnim maim lemursan. The chickens like to eat bran. But they like to eat it mixed with water. So you're allowed to pour the water into the bran. It's not a problem of kneading. But you can't stir it. Then you have a problem of kneading. You can't feed the bees water. Or to the birds that are in a, in a dovecote. Dovecote, they're birds that they fly around themselves. And then they come at night to sleep in this house that you have made for them. Aval notnim lefne avazim v'tarnegolim. You're allowed to give it to the to the geese and the chickens. For lefne yonehar they say, oh, those are yours. They need you to feed them. You're allowed to feed them. Brother, there's no sa'ar ba'alei for force feeding. How's that work? You're allowed to what do sa'ar ba'alei for what you need. Beautiful. And my and of sim. My uh, end. I missed that. What is beautiful? Sorry, I missed that. What was beautiful? Mr. Shekalo has a bleeding heart. He wants to know if it's sar ba'alei hayim to force feed the camel. So I told him anything that you need is not sar ba'alei hayim. It's only sar ba'alei hayim if it's for no reason. But if you have a need, it's not sar ba'alei. You need to force feed. It's not sar ba'alei hayim. Mr. Shekalo denies that he has a bleeding heart. He was not influenced by the liberal American media. I'm trying to, just trying to understand. My, the Torah has the biggest asset. That's good. My en ofsim. What does it mean, ofsim? Amar of Yehuda, en osim la ebus betoch me'eha. You can't make a stomach look like a feeding trough. Mi'ika ki aigavna. Is there such a thing you can force feed the camel that much? In. Kida amar of Yirmiya midifti. Lididi Hazili, I saw Hautaya, an Arab guy, the Arabs and the donkeys, they get along well. The Akhle Kura, he fed his donkey a kur. A kur is a huge amount of food. The Atine Kura, 
And then he loaded a kura on top for the next day's food. 144 eggs, the article says. It's much more than that. The size that. of 144 eggs. What are you talking about? 144 eggs is a sa'ah. A kur is 30 times that. Of 30 sa'ah, should I say? Okay. En Ezuhi hamra'ah, which is asur. Ve'ezuhi hal'atah, which is mutar. Amar of Yehuda. Rav Yehuda says as follows. Hamra'ah lemakom she'enu yechola lahachazir. Hal'atah lemakom she'yechola lahachazir. Says hamra'ah, hamra'ah, you shove it down the mouth to the point where the animal can't spit it back out. That's asur. Hal'atah, you put it in his mouth, but he could spit it back out. Rav Chis da Amar, Idi v'idi l'makom she'en yechola lahazir. Hamra'ah, that's asur. And hal'atah, that's mutara, both past the point of no return. The hamra'ah bikli, hal'atah biyad. Hamra'ah, you stick it down with a spoon. Hal'atah, you stick your hand down. So according, comes out like this. According to Rav Yehuda, you can never put it past the point of no return. According to Rav Chisdi, you could put it past the point of no return as long as you do it with your hand, not with a spoon. Metiv Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef asked a question. The Mishnah says, sorry, the Bra'a of a Bra'ita. Mehalketim laternegolim ve'en tzarich lomar shemalketim. Two different forms of feeding. Mehalketim and malketim. We don't know what they mean. Ve'en malketim liyone shovach. But Malkitim is only mutar for chickens, but not for Yone Shovach or Yone Aliyah. The answer is Lomar Sheem Mehalkitim. My Mehalkitim or my Malkitim. What's the difference between the two? Ilema, if you're going to say Mehalkitim Desafi Lebiadaim, you feed him by hand. Malkitim Deshadi Le Kamaihu, you just put the food on the floor. Michlal. We said the Yone Shavach he can't even Malkitim. And you're telling me that Malkitim is just putting it on the floor. You're not allowed to feed your, your, your birds? Elalav must be. Mehalkitim is Limakom She'en Yechola Lahachazir. Is I force feed it to the past the point of no return? Malkitim. Yes. Is not force feeding to fattening like a trade issue, like a financial uh, advantage issue? He's doing it to have a better animal. So, so therefore, you want to know why is it allowed? Yeah, how, how? What is the logic? Once, once, once you feed them like that, they don't eat on their own. Says Gemara, Elalav mehalketim lemakom she'en yecholal lahachazir. He's increasing the value of the animal. That's not an issue. That was his question. I, I, that's why I explained it to him. If you don't do it, they don't eat. A normal animal eats. These animals only eat if you feed them. Says Gemara. So you're going to tell me, Michlal, Dionesh Shovach, Vyomishta Kamayo, Namilo, Elalav, 
Mehalketin is lemakom she'eni yocholal hazir is past the point of no return. Malkitin is lemakom she'yocholal hazir is before the point of no return. So I can't force feed the the yoneshovach, but I can feed them. Michla. So now, if mehalketin is allowed by chickens, so then hamra'a is also. There's no reason why I could stuff the food past the point of no return in a chicken and not in a cow. So it must be hamra'a is mutar even past the point of no return. So how come you're not allowed? Right? Sorry. Halata and hamra'a both past the point of no return. One of them is with a keli, that's why it's asur. And one of them is the hand, and that's why it's mutar. Just like mehalketin is mutar, and it's with your hand. Says the Gemara, that that says you never let to put it past the point of no return. Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda will tell you, Le'olam, really I'll tell you, Mehalketin is the Safi Le'biyadayim. You feed him by hand. Malkitin is the Shadi Le'kamayhu. And you put it, what's it called? You put it in front of them. And none of them are past the point of no return. Utkakashi lecha. And what, what was your problem with that explanation? You can't even put it in front of them. What do you know? Your chickens, your ducks, you have to feed them. The, these yonim, they get their own food. They fly around, they get their own food. Kedetanya, like we learned. Notnim is on all lefne kelev. You're allowed to feed the dog. The end notnim is on all lefne hazir, and you can't feed the, the pig. Umay fresh benzelaze. What's the difference? Zem is on otav alecha. The dog you have to feed. Vezem is on otav alecha. The pig you don't have to feed because you weren't allowed to have a pig in the first place. Amaravashi, Ravashi says, matnitin amidika. The Mishnah is meduyak like that. That the reason why that you can't feed them at all because you're not responsible for them. And lotni ma'im lifne devorim. You can't put water in front of the bees. For lifne yonim shebeshovach, and not in front of the birds that are in the dovecot. Aval notim lifne avazim v'lifne tarnegolim. You'll have to feed the ducks and the chickens. And the Yonehar Diseyaot is a certain type of Yonim that they raise in the house that you have to feed. Ma'ita'ama, what's the difference? Lav mishum dahani ben zonotam alecha. Is it not because the Tarnegolim you have to feed? Dahani em zonotam alecha. And the bees and the Yoneh Shovach, it's not your responsibility. Gemara says, Ulta'amech, if that's the whole reason. Ma'ir Yamaya. Why does the Mishnah only talk about water? Even wheat and barley, you shouldn't be able to give them. The reason why you can't give the bees and the yoneh shovach water, water they can get in the pond. Food, maybe they can't get there. But al kopanim, there's no proof against Rav Yehuda. Darash the biyona apitcha de Now we move off to the side. Rav Yonah gave a dirashan, the opening of the Nasi's house. My dikhtiv, yodeya tzaddik din dalim. The tzaddik knows the, the punishment of the poor. 
Yodea Kadosh Baruch Hu Bekelev. Hashem knows about the dog. Shemezonotav Mu'atim. He doesn't eat everything. Lefikach Shoheach Hilato Bemeav Gimel Yamim. Therefore, Hashem causes the food to take slow digestion three days. How do I know it takes three days for the dog to digest? Kedetanan, like we learned, How long will the food wait in the dog's stomach? And it's not yet digested. And therefore, over there the Mishnah is discussing a dog that ate a piece, a kazait of a myth. And he dies in an ohel. So the Gemara says, if he dies within three days of eating this kazait in hamet, it's still considered to be there, and he's metameh be'ohel. Right? Gimel yamim me'et led. Within 72 hours, it's not digested. U'be'ofot in birds, u'be'dagim or in fish, that they barmenan ate kazait in hamet, k'deshe tipula urveti saref. It's digested, as much time as it takes to burn in a fire. They have a quick digestive system. But the dog that has a hard time finding food, Hashem lets the food stew in there. Amar Rav Amnuna says, Since we see that Hashem had mercy on the dogs, Orach Ar'a, it's proper, Lemishti Umtza Lekalba, to give a little bit of meat to the dog. Hashem had mercy on him, we should have mercy on him. Vikama, how much should we give the dog? Amaravmari Mishach Udne. A little piece of meat the size of the ear of the dog. The Hutra Abatra. And then after you give him the meat, hit him with the stick. Why? So he doesn't become friendly with you. If not, he'll come back all the time. You see the kelp, give him a little bit. Hit him with the stick so he doesn't come back. And even that is only when you're in the field. Aval. In the city, Lord, then he's going to come to your house all the time for feedings, and you don't want to have a needy dog coming to eat from you. Unless it's your dog. Your dog you can feed. Yes, Biro. But the guy has meat in his pocket in the field? I don't understand. They're having a picnic. Amara Papa, let the Anya Mikalba. Nobody is poorer than the dog. Because he's picky about his food. And nobody's richer than a pig. Rashi says two reasons. He says he eats anything, and a lot of people feed him. Tanya Kavate de Rav Yehuda. We have a brighter like Rav Yehuda that Hamra'a is force feeding, and that's Asur. Ezuhi Hamra'a ve'ezuhi Halata. Hamra'a marbitza. You push it down to the floor. Upokeset piha. And you hold the mouth open with, a, with like a metal bit. Uma'achila. And you feed it. Karshinim umayim bebatahad. You feed it the hops and the water together. Why? Because when you put the water with the hops, it flows down his throat against his will. And that's why you have to put him on the floor in order to get it because you're force feeding it. Halata. Ma'achila me'omer, he could be standing up. Umashke me'omer, and you put the drink in standing up. Venotnim karshinim b'fneatzmam, you put the hops in separately. Umayim b'fneatzmam, and you put the water in separately. If you're not pushing it to the ground, you're not feeding it, you're not putting it past the point in overturn. Mehalketim la tarnegolim. 
right? And Odni Mayim Lemursan Avalogovlim. You can put the water in the in the brand, but you can't stir it. Amar Abaye Abaye says Amrite Kamedemor. I said in front of Rebbe, Magniti Mani. Who's the author of the Mishnah that lets you put the water in but not mix it? The Amar Li. So Rabbi Yosef told me. Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yudah. It's Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yudah. The Tanya. Echad noten etakemach. If one person puts the flour in the bowl, the echad noten etamai l'tochomayim, and the second guy just poured water in, but he didn't need it. Ha haron chayav. The second guy is chayav divrei Rebbe. So Rebbe holds just putting water in is already considering considered lash even before you mix it. Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yudah Omer Eno chayav achi gabel. He says putting water is nothing. You're not chayav unless you actually need it. So to an Al Mishnah, put the water okay, just don't migabel it, don't mix it, it's okay. Says the Gemara, so Abaya told him, Til ma'atkan lo ka'amar Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yudah ha'atam, ela kemach, debar gibulu. Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yudah only said flour, which is what? Which is something that after you need it, it becomes a dough. So therefore, since it could become one, and you didn't make it into one. So you, you, you didn't get to the point where you're hayab. You're missing a part of the action. Aval mursan. Even if I need it. Bran doesn't form a real dough. After it dries out it falls apart. So it's not a real kneading. Maybe he says. Once you pour it in the water. You really got as far as you're going to get. It doesn't make a difference if you need it or not. You're already hayab. And therefore, even the Yosef of Yudah would not allow you to pour water into the bran for the chickens. He can't say like that. We learn You can't pour water in the bran because Rebbe says just pouring water is already called kneading. You are allowed to put water because I hold it's not needing until you mix it. Ad kam baruch Adonai leolam. Amen veAmen. Rabbi. Yes. Shavuot tov. Lisha only happens when.